0: Which app makes you sadder, Hater, which is a dating app that matches people based on mutual hatred of things? Yeah. Or I Am Rich, an app that does nothing but costs a thousand dollars.
1: Pick a side, stupid. Welcome
0: to Pick a Side, Stupid, a comedy debate show that covers the important issues. Now here's your host, Sean Carter.
2: Hey, welcome to another episode. This week we talk about technology. I was not able to be at the live show, so I left it in the hands of my very funny friend, Zach Jones. And before we get started, I'd like to thank Matt Bedell for his artwork this week. Check out the illustration that goes along with this episode. That was Matt Bedell. You can check him out on Instagram at Bedell was already taken. And now to kick off the show this week, I figured we could start with a short clip of stand-up about technology. It's off of my debut album, 100 Problems. You can find it on Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, wherever. Just look up Sean Carter, 100 Problems. This clip is about technology. It's off of the track titled Community College Dropout. Here's the thing. I am bad with technology. I'm awful with computers. I know on your computer, like in different emails and stuff, you're supposed to use different passwords for everything and change them all the time. I don't do that at all. I use the same password for everything. And occasionally when I think I'm just going to like use an email once, I won't use my good password. You know, like I'm saving it for something better. (laughs) So this happened last year. Somebody invited me to play... Fantasy football, and I had to create an email account for it. I did it, and then I didn't use that email account the rest of the year. Then the next year rolls around, and that guy's like, hey, do you want to play fantasy football again? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, good, you just got to use that same email. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) What was the password? So, like, I got onto it, and I just hit, like, hint right away. I didn't even try guessing. I just clicked on hint. And the hint is a message that you leave for yourself for later. Just a couple words. And the message I left for myself was just the words, you know. (laughs) And then I entered my regular password, and I was right. (laughs) Now, here's Zach Jones. Zach Jones!
0: Thank you. Thank you. There's not going to be a lot of yelling that tonight uh, because I am the host. I know what some of you are thinking is, who the hell, why is this guy hosting uh, the show that Sean usually hosts? Uh, Well, I'll let you know on a little secret. Uh, This is our second show of the week, actually. Uh, Yesterday, we were performing in a comedy festival in Worcester. So I am the guest host tonight. Uh, Tonight's theme is technology, is what we're talking about. All kinds of technology. Uh, I consider myself something of like a Luddite, Uh, like almost on a daily basis, I'm confronted with something technological that really makes me like existentially think about what we're doing uh, with technology. Uh, Have you ever, like has anyone ever gotten like a really specific Facebook ad targeted towards them? Yes, yes, it happens all the time. It happens to me all the time where it's like a guy who's a, uh, clearly like a stock photo model, and he's uh, standing like this, and the shirt he's wearing has been photoshopped to say something, and it's just three very specific things about me. <laughs> now I work... Uh, now now I, I, what I do is I work ordering things for a science lab at a university. I won't say what school it is, but it's in Boston, and it's not Catholic. Uh, and, and I order science equipment, and that... That's a good if you want to mess with these people just like go while you're working go on your Facebook and then they're like I don't know do you want flasks do you want concert tickets you're a weird person now and I'm I'm half expecting like in a few weeks there's going to be a, a stock photo of a guy holding a mug who's like number 1 new jersey native who likes Netflix and for some reason orders veterinary lube sometimes we're not judging <laughs> Okay, so technology is the debate tonight. (laughs) Next up, and the last person in the gauntlet round, please welcome a very special guest, hot off of the Great White Way Broadway, uh, and from a Tony Award winning musical. Please welcome my brother Logan Jones. (laughs) Jones. (laughs) Mike, you want to go first or second? All right, Logan. This question is from Nicholas Ryan Smith. What's the better way to live to see the future? Being cryogenically frozen or downloading your brain into a robot? Uh, I think the question was,
3: what's the better way to live to see the future? And, and if you're cryogenically frozen, uh, you don't actually get to see everything unfold. You're just gonna wake up one day and not know shit. Uh, So I'm gonna say that the better way uh, to see the future is have your brain downloaded onto a computer somewhere and experience everything as it happens And then you're probably going to be able to upgrade your brain also because it's on a computer You probably have to do it too often, but uh, you'll probably wind up way smarter in the end than you would be in the first place
1: But after enough upgrades are you still you anymore? I mean, I'm gonna be cryogenically frozen. Like, if I could, I'd do it now, and uh, have a trusted friend thaw me out if the next presidential administration is any better than this one. I can skip all the shitty parts of the future and skip right to the awesome parts. If they're like, hey, 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 look, it's gonna be 20 years of awful, a week of cool, and then awful forever after that, I can thaw out for that week and then go back in the cryo chamber.
3: Uh, I think you really have to look at downsides here, and, and I think the downside of, of becoming uh, a version of yourself that people don't recognize is incredible, because that'd be way better than who I am today, uh, and and uh, having to wake up and totally figure out, like, what if your friend doesn't wake you up in a week, and it's, like, hundreds of years from now, you don't know anything, like I said, and then you're, like, the adjustment period is really going to be a huge problem there, so I'm going to just be, like, Logan 7.9, 12, 13, 14, 15.
1: I mean if anyone's seen Demolition Man, you can teach people stuff while they're cryogenically frozen. I'll come out either knowing Kung Fu or how to knit. Okay. Right,
0: this might come across as biased, but the reason is I have not <laughs> I have not seen Demolition Man, but I have seen Encino Man, and it does take a while after you're unfrozen to get things. <laughs> So I think Logan wins on this one. (laughs) Logan, you get to sit down. All right, next up, can I please have Tyler Derniak and Diane Quinn? Tyler, you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go second. Okay. Mm Diane. Diane. Uh, Your question is based from a a Jacob Noble question, which is, would you rather have to be a soldier in a war with modern technology or with Civil War technology?
4: Civil War technology, absolutely. It's more raw. It's standing in a ditch with a large bayonet. I mean, I can't think of a better way to experience the the true experience of killing someone hand to hand.
5: As someone who is a fan of uh, safe sex, the raw way isn't always the best way. In fact, many times the raw way is the way that you get the most diseases. What did people die of in the Civil War? Not gun wounds, diseases. That's not a fun war. You know what a fun war is? Lasering directly through someone. (laughs) Just like a giant hole right through their abdomen. And it's cauterized so they can... They have a couple moments to like see it and they're like, oh, am I going to live? And you're like, nah, because I'm going to laser you again. Because it's, you just have so many more lasers. You don't have to reload. It's all, it's all lightweight. It updates with regular app firmware.
4: You know what laser sounds like? Lazy. And um, it's so easy to get confused and you might accidentally shoot the wrong person. You know, lasers, they, they just go all, all over the place, but a bayonet is so specific. Or maybe that's just my preference because I identify racially as a specific islander. <laughs>
5: I don't know if you've ever seen a laser pointer, but laser pointers are super precise. <laughs> like, laser, like laser thin, laser, everything is very precise. Like that bayonet, you, like, you stab once, but then when you go back, you can like poke out someone's eye. It's not child safe. The future of war is child safe. Anyone can be a soldier. They're already starting on it. It's the wave of the future. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I appreciated your confidence that you could could live in the Civil War, Diane, but once you tried to fight lasers, you know, you don't come back from that. So I got to give it to Tyler. (laughs) All right, the the last of round one, uh, can we please have Ted Pettengill and Logan Jones? All right, Ted. Do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll
6: go second,
0: Zach. All right. You were going to say Sean there for a second, weren't you? Yes. Okay. Um, all right, Logan. I'll go second, new Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Logan, your question is: Would you rather would you rather have to rely on one of those big eighties cell phones for daily communication, or? Rely on an old-timey penny-farthing bicycle for daily transportation.
3: Uh, earlier tonight, the uh, Motorola Razor was referenced... Uh, for the nostalgia, people like it. People like nostalgia. People like to use those phones. So I'm going to be even cooler than that guy with the razor, and I'm going to use a really cool old 80s cell phone. Uh, they probably can upgrade it and put like, maybe a little bit of a bigger screen on it to use the internet, and if not, who really cares? Because I'm really fucking cool, and I've got an 80s cell phone. Uh, you know, getting place to place is going to be a lot more difficult on an old-timey bicycle than calling someone on a cell phone is going to be. So, yeah, cell phone all the way.
0: Wait, what kind of bicycle is it? The old, like, penny-farthing one, the one with the big wheel. That's what it's called?
6: Yes. That's a dumb name for it. <laughs> to just call, they should have called it an old-timey bike,
4: <laughs>
6: even back in oldie times. Uh, and I got to defend that. Uh, so, yeah, I'll take that, uh, that thing. Because that will, you know what? That bike is still going to work on modern roads. You know, it's not going to work. An old timey cell phone that the networks aren't set up for that anymore. <laughs> They're goddamn supercomputers in your hand. Back then, they were these big boxes because it was full of tubes and sparks or some shit. And we got satellites now, and the satellites don't know tubes and sparks. <laughs> but you know what the modern roads know? Big wheel, little wheel. Squeak, squeak, squeak. <laughs>
7: Time.
3: Big like wheel, little wheel, squeak, squeak, squeak. Uh, Jeez. Uh, yeah, no, Uh, I, I feel like the, the real big appeal there is the aesthetic of the big wheel and the little wheel, and that's kind of what, like, in a cell phone version those 80s phones are with the really big earpiece and kind of the small uh, mouthpiece. So uh, aesthetically, you get the same thing, and, and as far as, like, tubes and all that, like, uh, I don't know, who doesn't love tubes? Uh, so... <laughs> Tubes do a lot of great things. Uh, so I, uh, I'm going to stick with the phone. You can't change my mind. Uh, Time.
6: We got to stop the tubes. <laughs> if we learned anything from our last question, besides that neither of them know that the pill is daily birth control, <laughs> <laughs> and plan B is emergency, like, you fucking your condom broke like you fucking shitty male feminist. you're both trying to be like oh i do i, I like women time
0: more. <laughs> all right i gotta give the win here to ted go. all right an announcement as we go into the quarterfinals uh uh Jer, uh let's just say that he uh he succumbed to the same worcester syndrome that everybody else had Uh, So he's not going to be available. Uh, So I'm going to bring back uh, the second place person from the gauntlet round for this one. So uh, Mike Setlow and Tyler Derniak. All right, Tyler, you want to go first or second? I'll go second. All right. Mike, your question is from Ken Green, and oh, boy, it's one. Who was braver for trying out their new invention, Wilbur Wright of the Wright Brothers
1: or the guy who invented the fleshlight? (laughs) Of course it's the guy that invented the fleshlight, because for one, alright, you try flying, you fuck up, you die, end of story. You screw up with the fleshlight, you've, you've got no dick, and then you're still alive. But not only did he have to come up with something that's comfortable to stick your dick into, he then had to find a way to sell it to people where they're comfortable buying something to put their dick into. Like, if I had for $5... Fleshlight, it's a room full of comedians. Of course, you're all gonna buy it, but you get the point. I couldn't just be like, Who wants something to stick their dick into? Who you can't sell that on the street?
5: Now, you said that you know, if you mess up with the airplane, the worst that can happen is you can die. But what you don't know, or you may have forgotten, is how these old planes work. You see, before they had jets, they had propellers, and they would go like this. And you see it slowly closing in on your penis, and it's not even a—it can't handle it. it. Just a propeller blade. It's not stuck in anything. It is gone. It is somewhere over Kitty Hawk, South Carolina. Someone's gonna find that in like a hundred years. It's gonna be fossilized. They're gonna have to put that in a museum and be like, "Yeah, this is where uh, this is where Wilbur's Willie went." And it's just... It's a lot more painful to lose your penis to a propeller blade than a flashlight and that's that might just be my personal opinion
1: I, I, I'm sorry I don't think your dick's big enough to get cut off by the airplane propeller Just because like the propeller is several feet away like you'd be you wouldn't be on stage you'd be like seeing how many women on Film from porno from earlier questions but nah, no, losing your dick definitely a worst thing you see Mike you're
5: just the problem with your argument is you're not thick enough to have your dick stuck in anything there's no way it won't come back out It's like a little coffee stir. It's not going to get stuck in there. It's designed to come back out. I'm sorry. Like, I didn't want to... He told me that in confidence. But, you know, tit for tat. Dick for dat.
0: All right. Well, great arguments on both sides, but Mike was the only one who said the word dick a lot and looked at my mom, so Tyler wins. (laughs) All right, next up, can I please see Laura Clark and Jeremiah Broderick? Okay, uh, Jeremiah, do you want to go first or second?
8: I will go second. Okay.
0: All right, Laura, this is a question from Kevin M. Quigley, and it's kind of straightforward. Um, yes or no? Do you accept the terms and conditions?
4: Absolutely. 100%. Lean back. Let it happen. You can't do anything you want to do if you don't accept... Apple's right to own your soul and every strand of your DNA same with Google they're all the same Just accept the terms there's not going to be some like like yeah they all say they can have your firstborn They all if you go through with a fine-tooth comb they all say it they're probably not going to collect on it But if they decide they're going to it won't matter if you declined accept the terms and conditions play the app make the words do the match 3 and give them their your firstborn if you absolutely must but again that's like a last last resort
8: no don't accept them i'll tell you what you do misspell your name on purpose <laughs> then they ever bring it to court i'm like that's not me that's jeremy broderick <laughs> Fuck that guy. He owns you, a kid. Not me. I still get Facebook. Hell yeah.
4: Is that what you're doing right now? Do I not get? I don't get to ask questions. That's not what you're doing right now. Your name is spelled correctly, so it's too late for you. It's too late for all of you. Okay. I'm sorry to be bringing it so real. They're like it's a comedy debate show, and I was like a debate show. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's too late is my rebuttal. It's too late. Accept the terms and conditions and get ready to fight tooth and nail.
8: Time. Is that what I'm doing right now? None of you know how to spell my name. Mm -hmm. Neither do they. You'll never know. And neither will they. It works every time. All right. Well, I I always side anti-authority,
0: so it's got to be Jeremiah on this one. All right. Yeah, no. I haven't I ha- honestly, I haven't been booed enough tonight. So good. 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 I deserve it. This is this is going to arouse me later when you boo me. All right. We are going into the semifinals now. Please welcome from the Western Conference bracket. Tyler Derniak and Sean Rosa.
7: Sean, you want to go first or second? I'll go second.
0: All right. Tyler, your question is, which job are you less excited to see replaced by a robot?
5: Bartender or barber? I am so... Wait, which I do want replaced or don't? No, which
0: one don't you want replaced?
5: I don't want that bartender replaced. Bartenders are a combination of, like, therapists and beverage providers. And they're just great people. And the thing is, like, in the future, when robots start taking over everything, I'll go bald. I don't need the robot barber. I'll be fine. But I'll always need the alcohol because I'm going bald. Bald. So I want that barber to be a robot and I want the bartender to be a human because they know what it's like.
7: (laughs) Guys, look at my hair. It's beautiful, isn't it? A robot couldn't make this. A robot couldn't make it no matter how hard it tried. A robot could probably make you a daiquiri. Who cares about you and your stupid drinks and your desire to drown your sorrows in alcohol and, oh, I got to have a therapist to serve me drinks. I, I can't just, you know, not do that. I can't just... See an actual therapist who's not a robot. No. Get your hair did. Don't drink.
5: You know, you are right. A, a robot could not do that haircut because robots don't make mistakes.
7: You just made a mistake. You just made a huge mistake. And you are a robot. You, ugh. How dare you call this a mistake? This was carefully planned. It was angled. It was tapered. Robot can't do that. You're driving me to drink. Tie <laughs> on that
0: All right, well, Tyler roasted you, and the best that you had was that he was a robot. So I think Tyler
6: wins.
0: (laughs) Yes. Calling people bots when they disagree with you only works on Twitter, it turns out. All right, and then in the Eastern Conference, can I please see Ted Pettengill and Jeremiah Broderick? Ted, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Excellent. All right. Uh, your question is from the dearly departed Jeropalopal. All right. In the arms of an angel. All right. Um, so the question is, congratulations. You've been elected king of NASA. About time. <laughs> do you direct resources getting towards getting humanity to space or to improving powdered foods?
8: When was the last time we had a step forward in powdered foods? Because I don't remember. I remember every time I've been to the Museum of Science, the same bag of, like, powdered ice cream. And I don't mean the same type. I mean the same bag. (laughs) Nobody has ever bought that. I want new powdered foods. I want them, like, like in sci-fi, where you pour the powder out and throw water, and it becomes that thing. That's the moonshot I want. I'm gonna call it a moonshot, even though we're not going back to the moon. There isn't food up there. I care about snack-related endeavors. That's what my administration's about. Get on board or get off.
6: I have to say, uh, it's never been NASA's place to make better powdered food. If you don't think powdered food has gone forward in the past four decades, just go to a real shitty, hipster, molecular gastronomy restaurant. And they'll, they got all sorts of powdered foods for you. And they'll pour water on it and it'll turn into something di- different. And they'll be like, oh, look at this soup. It's potato soup, but it's cold. And you're like, that is cold potato soup. That's not good. And then you eat it and you're like, that is good. I've been eating potato soup wrong the whole time. As far as, what am I just saying? I should be putting my resources into sending people into space? Uh, yeah, that's of course what I'm going to do because I am king of NASA and that is how I will execute my enemies by launching them into the sun. What this man just described
8: is my nightmare. Not the executing people, that seems fine. But talking to hipsters. It's something we all avoid every day and if we can't get snacks without talking to hipsters about potato soup no less then what are we doing?
6: Uh, my opponent says he doesn't want to talk to hipsters but with that beard that's like a lot like the pot calling the kettle of fedora. Um, Laughter Again, enemies launched into the sun, and is there anybody here who wants to become one of those sinners? I don't know. All right, I'm done.
0: All right, yeah, I mean, you both made me laugh, but only Jeremiah made me hungry, so Jeremiah wins. (laughs) Jeremiah, you can stay up here, because our final here is between uh, Jeremiah Broderick and Tyler Derniak. Jeremiah, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. You'll go second. All right. So, all right. This one is kind of an overarching technology, philosophy kind of question. So this is, this is good that this is the final one for you guys. Uh, so who has the better view of technology? So one of these views is that technology will save us all. and uh, That's Elon Musk's belief. And the other is... The Industrial Revolution and its consequences have been a disaster for the human race, which uh, is the opening line of Ted Kaczynski's Munibomber Manifesto.
5: So are you Team Elon or are you Team Ted? I got to be Team Teddy B. That is a Harvard educated man. That is a man who knows what he's talking about. And you know what? Elon Musk, he's like, oh, technology will save us all. You know what didn't save us? The submarine. You know what did save us? Or at least the Thai soccer team? Bunch of dudes just swimming down there. They didn't need machines. They just went for it. And that's what being human is about. It's not about using technology to better yourself and have like a cannon arm that fires tennis balls because you're too lazy to play with your dog. It's a dog. Enjoy it. The Industrial Revolution has led to a society of people who are unsatisfied with their jobs, their lives, who are starving and sick and dying. Fuck Elon Musk.
8: So, your example of how technology is lame is a cannon arm? That's your, like... Technology's gone too far if we have cannons. I live for cannon arms. And I don't think Elon Musk went far enough. I say technology will save us all from Elon Musk. <laughs> that guy is crazy. I want to make the most technology-advanced bunker with cannon arms to protect myself from Elon Musk. I don't have a problem with cannon arms.
5: I have a problem with artificial technological cannon arms. I prefer cannon arms created the way God intended. You have birth to a child and you force that child to throw footballs over and over again until he is leading the team to the Super Bowl, 70 yard, just cannon arms launching deep. Boom, boom, boom. Peyton, Eli, Tom, great people, cannon arms. No technology
8: Um, Based on your throwing form I see that you have not followed your own advice (laughs) Listen, you can go for whatever cannon arm you want Personally, I go steampunk cannon arm It's got got a lot of copper in it I know I am uh, rejecting what I said in the last thing About me not being a hipster Um, (laughs) But a lot of copper, a lot of tanks and it shoots just like big Civil War... Time! Theme. Yeah. Alright, well I'm going to have to disappoint
0: my hero and rule against the Unabomber in this case, oh, and go with Jeremiah Broderick as our winner tonight! Thank you all for coming out to a wonderful show. Give it up for your winner, Jeremiah Broderick. Once again, Dan and Raquel, who did a great job opening the show, playing some music for us. We are here... Guess what? We're here every Friday night now. You can't escape us. Every Friday. Come back next Friday. Come back the Friday after that. We're going to have a great time. Thank you very much.
1: That was Pick Aside, Side, Stupid. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show.
2: Hey, that's our technology debate. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Zach Jones for filling in and hosting this week. Congrats to Jeremiah Broderick on being our champion. Thank you to Matt Bedell for the artwork. And thank you all for listening. We'll be back again at 7 p.m. Maggie's Lounge in Quincy. Great beer selection. Delicious pizza. Come down and join us. It's a friendly crowd each week. 7 p.m. Maggie's Lounge in Wednesday. If you want to come out some other night of the week, I will be at Sally O'Brien's on Monday night at 7.30 p.m. hosting an open mic comedy show. I'll be at the Poor House in Boston on Boylston Street, 8 p.m. each Wednesday night down in the basement. They got half-priced chicken on Wednesday night. So that's the Poor House, 8 p.m. Wednesday night. And of course, Maggie's Lounge, Friday night at 7 p.m. And if you don't live near Massachusetts, you can't get to a show, you can check out my comedy album on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, anywhere that you can get digital music. The album is titled 100 Problems by Sean Carter. We'll see you next week.